0: You are listening to Anything and Everything with Doris Podcast. This episode is brought to you by WYSK Spark Radio, the spark of the South. Listen to hits from the 70s to now. Find it on live 365 Spark Radio. Hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you've been blessed since the last time we chatted. I know it's less than a week. And I'm bringing an extra episode because even though I said I didn't really want to talk about COVID-19 because I feel like the more we talk about it, the more people panic and worry. But with all the emails I'm receiving, I'm also understanding that for some people, talking about it helps them. It keeps them from panicking. They want to stay informed. And I thank you for coming to me, asking me questions. The first thing I want to tell you is to please stop panicking. We're still learning about the virus. We're still learning about COVID-19. But as it says 19, that means we've had coronavirus out there at least 19 times. So it's been around, but because it's a new strain, just like when we get a new strain of the flu, we don't always know how it's going to act. Well, same thing with this virus. Now things have changed in the fact that they're saying that COVID-19 is spreading more rapidly than the flu. Now, does that mean that it's more deadly or does that mean people just aren't heeding what they're being told? I understand that when they go to the store, they're buying out hand sanitizer, they're buying out paper towels, Kleenex, toilet paper, of course, baby wipes, Lysol, a lot of cleaning supplies. So you're listening when they tell you, yes, stay clean wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, Lysol, whatever. But are you really hating it when you're going out almost every single day trying to buy more than you need? Because there's repercussions, even though it may seem harmless. So they're hoarding the toilet paper. Everybody's got like a lifetime supply of toilet paper. So what's the harm in that? Well, the harm in it Well, I should say the repercussion in it is that now that stores are seeing that there are people like me who might only go buy a two week supply of stuff or a month supply of stuff, when we go out, we can't find it. So what are they doing? Now they're going to start rationing how much you can buy. In my area, you can only buy two packs of toilet paper at most of the stores. Now, what's happening with that? Most of the people are following the rules. But the other day, someone was in the local Walmart. They went down the toilet paper aisle and just filled their cart. And even though an employee told them you can only buy two packs, they said, I don't care. And they went through self-checkout and the manager at that store allowed it. So now what you have is you have a bunch of angry customers who are doing what they're told but watching somebody come in and take advantage of the situation probably because the manager was afraid to confront them. I wasn't there so I don't know what the attitude of that customer was and I don't know why they were doing it. Maybe they were buying for a bunch of elderly neighbors. I can only hope that's what was going on. I don't know. But they didn't explain themselves. They didn't feel the need to. So now you have a bunch of angry customers saying, well, why do they not have to follow the rules? But I do. And then there was people telling me that they were following the rules and putting stuff in their cart. And when they turned around to grab something else, someone actually came and walked off with their cart, an entire cart of stuff that they had been shopping for. Now that's going to cause fights. You're going to do that to the wrong person, and there's going to be an escalation somewhere. And now I'm hearing people are so worried about that, of the craziness going on. They're going out and buying guns and ammo. While I myself am a gun owner, and I believe in the right to own a gun, I'm not going to go out and buy a whole bunch of guns and ammo, thinking someone's going to come to my home and rob me. I'm not going to live in that fear. Am I ready if they do? Absolutely. But I won't live in that fear. And I'm also not going to run out and buy a year supply or a lifetime supply of stuff that I'm not going to need. I'm not going to do it. Now, if the other reason that you're doing this is because you hope that other people won't be able to buy it and you'll be able to price gouge them, well, number one, when you get reported, you're going to be in trouble because that is illegal. And number two... The stores will make sure that everybody can get what they need because now they're going to ration it. So now you're going to have all this stuff that you don't need and you're not going to be able to sell, not by price gouging anyway, because the stores are going to make sure that I can at least go get my two packs of toilet paper when I need it. I know we talked about how panic lowers your immune system, but so does anger and people starting to live in fear. If people would just stay home, if you don't need to go every single time that you go out the house to the store because you have to buy more and more toilet paper, you're actually risking yourself and your loved ones every time. So, go get your two week supply or your month supply of what you need and stay your butt home. If you have to go to work, go to work. But other than that, stay home. Now, I have some tips here. So, the CDC says do to five wash your hands often, cough into your elbow, do not touch your face, stay more than three feet apart. Well, I've heard six feet apart. And if you're sick, stay home. But I'm going to tell you, if you're well, you can't go to work because your business shut down. Stay home. If you're well, stay home. I feel great and I'm not going anywhere that I don't need to go. I already have what I need for at least two or three weeks. I'm, it's not a big deal. I will have to go out this weekend to get some groceries because my husband and I shop week to week. So we might do two weeks supply this time. But that's because I don't want to have to go out again, at least for two more weeks. I'm going to stay home. Now, I do have to go visit an old family friend on Friday. And I was supposed to go somewhere today. But because my friend Louie, who's over 70 years old, I'm staying home today. And I will go take care of him on Friday. Make sure that he has what he needs. And then I'm going to go out. That way I'm not risking him by going today and then going tomorrow and then going to see him. I'm staying well. I'll go handle what I got to do with him. And then I'll go take care of my business. And then after that, me and my husband are going to stay home and hang out. There's so much that we can do at home. First of all, I work at home. So I'm always going to have something to do here. Second of all, we have a lot of home projects we still need to get done. So this gives us time to work on a house instead of doing other things. I started a little garden with some herbs and stuff. So I get to do that. I'm excited about that. Here's another tip. The other day when I went to the store, and I don't need this stuff because I already have it. But out of curiosity, I went to see, okay, yes, they're out of toilet paper. Now, I did want Kleenex. And I just wanted a four-pack of Kleenex. It's all I wanted. Well, guess what? it's gone. They don't have any. They don't have any baby wipes and I do like to keep baby wipes on hand. I have one pack in my car and one in my house. So that's just going to have to do for now. I make my own hand sanitizer and I make my own disinfectant. But I noticed they're out of Lysol, they're out of hand sanitizer. Well, let me tell you, the most important thing you can do is wash your hands. If you're at home, don't use the hand sanitizer. There's no need for you to be at home and use hand sanitizer. Soap and water is a heck of a lot better. You definitely want to get it off your body. The hand sanitizer is only if you're out and not near water, soap and water, then use the hand sanitizer. But you guys are supposed to be staying home. So lay off the hand sanitizer, please. The mask. You don't need all those masks. You know who needs it? The nurses, the doctors, the people taking care of the elderly, the nursing homes. These are the people that need it. Now, if you just want to have a couple of masks at home in case somebody's infected, okay, but you don't need all the stuff that y'all are buying. Y'all don't need that many. I would rather know that the doctors and nurses have it. I don't want to worry that if I get sick and have to go to hospital, they don't have the supplies because y'all are hoarding it at home. Which brings me to another thing. We know there's no cure. They are working on a vaccine. If you're interested in vaccines, they are working on it. And there's really nothing you can do. I listened to the doctor yesterday that was with the president, but I also, I live in Louisiana and our Senator Bill Cassidy actually had a telephone hall meeting. And I, I was so happy to be home and get that phone call because for, I think it was like 45 minutes long. So I was listening to what he said and I was listening to the questions people were asking. If you think you have it, what do you do? Because they tell you not to go to the doctor and not to go to the hospital. And I thought to myself, okay, so what would you do? Well, you would stay home and you would take care of yourself just like if you had any other issue. you had the flu, you'd stay home and take care of yourself. The only time they are telling you to go to the hospital is if you're having trouble breathing. Because then they can put you on a ventilator. They can give you oxygen. But that's the only thing they can do. If you show up at the hospital with COVID-19 and you can breathe, they're going to send you home anyway. So that's what they're saying is there's nothing we can do for you as long as you can breathe. So stay home and just take care of yourself and stay well. And if my husband was sick, then he would have to contain himself in a separate room from the rest of my house. I wouldn't want to be in the same room he's in. Granted, it's just me and him. So I'm probably going to get it because guess who's going to have to take care of him? But then I would use a mask and I thank goodness. I didn't need to run out and buy any because I already have a medical closet because I used to work in the medical field. So I have gloves, I have masks, I have bandages, I have everything I need if we get hurt or we get sick. And the fact that I make a lot of our own medication and our own sanitizer, our own disinfectant, I'm good. I don't need to worry about the store doesn't have Lysol or it doesn't have hand sanitizer. I'm taken care of. So I'm set. The only thing I need is food. So this weekend, we're going to go out and get a probably two week supply of food. And that's it. Then I'm staying my butt home. My husband will go to work and he'll come home. And that's the best thing to do. That's what people need to do. Because my thing is, Is COVID-19 really more dangerous than the flu? Or is it that people are putting themselves at risk because they won't stay home? Now, people have also written me and wanted to know, well, the problem I have is I don't know if it's a cold or the flu or COVID-19. How can I tell? Okay, so here's what I want you to do. If you have access to the internet, I believe this came from the CDC. It actually came in my email, but I believe this is from the CDC. And what it says is symptoms of COVID-19 cold influenza. And they have a list. So if you have a cold, this is normal that you'll have a dry cough, but they only have this one little, one little dot for dry cough. And it's in black, so it's not a real bad dry cough. You're not going to have fever. But in orange, three orange dots, you'll have a stuffy nose and a sore throat. And you'll have body aches and sneezing. That's in three orange dots. And then they have the two black dots, you'll have exhaustion. So you'll have a little bit of exhaustion, a lot of body aches and sneezing, a sore throat and stuffy nose, in a slight dry cough. That's a cold. Now, the flu, they give you three orange dots for dry cough, fever, headache, body aches, and exhaustion. You're going to have a lot more dry cough. You're going to have fever, a lot of body aches, headaches, and exhaustion. Now, for two black dots, they are going to say you'll have either a stuffy nose, sore throat, and maybe some diarrhea. That's how you're going to know you have the flu. Now, if you have COVID-19, the only three orange dots is going to be dry cough and fever. So apparently you're going to have a lot of dry cough and a lot of fever. You're not going to have a stuffy nose and you're not going to have sneezing and you're not going to have diarrhea, but they have two black dots for sore throat, shortness of breath, Headache, body aches, and exhaustion. So the only thing that COVID-19 has that the flu and cold doesn't have is the shortness of breath. Now, I have asthma, so I could have shortness of breath and still not have COVID-19. The one thing I want to remind you is we are living in 2020. You don't actually have to go anywhere to get stuff. You can order stuff online. You need a lot of toilet paper, order it from somewhere else so that the local elderly who probably aren't going to shop online can at least go get what they need. You know, let's let's think about other people. Let's think about the people who don't have computers. Another thing that they're doing in my parish, St. Charles, and I'm sure other parishes are doing it, in other cities they're doing it, because schools are closed down, and rumor has it they probably won't be going back to school this year, but there are kids that go to school and they depend on lunch. They get free lunch. And so now that they're going to be home, their families may not be able to feed them. So what the schools are doing is they're offering to still have the lunches, but you have to come pick it up and then you can take it home and feed your children, provided that you could get there. Hopefully, if you don't have a car, you have a neighbor who can get you there. And then there's also this voodoo restaurant. It sells burgers and stuff like that. They're even offering free food to the children. And my guess is they're hoping that by doing that, The parents will want something to eat and they'll bite. That's actually what I would probably do. If I had kids and I was going to a restaurant that's offered my children free food, I would at least buy one meal, buy something to help them out because they are blessing you by feeding your children. There's a lot of stuff out there that people are going to do to make sure that you eat. I remember during Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, They put us all on lockdown. We couldn't leave our homes. There was a time where there was a curfew. You could leave your homes, but you had to be back at home for 6 p.m. But in the beginning, you couldn't even go anywhere. So how do you think people ate? Well, they had the National Guard out. They had other agencies out. There was meal trucks, and they were delivering meals to every neighborhood. Every single day, and they were doing it three times a day. So no, you might not have had snacks to snack on throughout the day, but you were getting three meals a day. And that was that was amazing. People look out for other people. At least in America we have certain programs, we have certain things that we're doing, like the Red Cross. You know, there I think it was actually the Red Cross that was out delivering the meals. And then there was pickup points where you could get ice and water and you didn't have to pay for it. You just had to drive through, pop open your trunk and drive through and they were throwing ice and water in the trunk. Now, do you think for one second, at least in America, they're going to let you starve? Why are you panicking? They're going to make sure that we're taken care of. And what's more important than that is God's got his people. I taught Sunday school last Sunday, and one of the things the children were telling me is they were concerned about this COVID-19. It broke my heart because the children I teach are K-5, through and at that age, no child should be concerned about anything. But what we have to remember is that our children are watching us And if you panic, they're going to panic. And if you stay calm, you're going to teach them how to handle a crisis. You don't want your child to panic every time something goes wrong. And one of the things I used to do is I met a lot of centurions in my life, people that make it to a 100 or older. And one of the questions I would ask them is, why are you still here and you're so healthy? How did you do it? What are you doing? Because I want to do that. And we're talking about people that survived the market crash, the depression. You know, during the depression, a lot of people didn't make it. Some of them committed suicide. And I wanted to know what prevented you from that? How did you come out of that? How are you still here? They all had one thing in common. And that was they adapted to the situation. They didn't panic. They didn't worry. Now, back then, the government didn't have programs. I don't even think during depression, they didn't even have social security. I think that came out in the 40s and 50s. They didn't have a welfare system. So when I tell you these people were in a depression, it's way we'll never know. Thank you, God. We'll never know what these people went through. Now, people in other countries probably are. Not all these countries have programs like we do in America. But thank God, if you live in America, you'll never know what the people of the Depression went through. Because they didn't have any government programs. But they adapted to their situation, and they did with what they had. They found a way. They couldn't go to the store. They made it. They didn't cry it. They didn't have toilet paper. They figured it out. Why can't we do that in the year of 2020? But that's what helps you live longer is the way you handle things in life. Don't break down every time something doesn't go your way. Don't break down because you don't like who got voted in. Don't break down because there's a hurricane coming. Don't break down because there's a pandemic out there. And then people are talking about the bubonic plague and all these other pandemics throughout history and how half the world died and blah, blah, blah. Don't use that as what's going to happen today in 2020 because we're different. How are we different? We're different because we realize what caused all that in the first place. We understand the importance keeping your house clean from rats and fleas which brought on plagues. We also understand how to fight germs, which brought on plagues. People weren't bathing enough. They weren't keeping themselves clean. They didn't know that. We know that. We're a lot wiser in 2020. And all we have to do is stay home. Now, my husband can't stay home. As long as he's healthy, he has to go to work because they've lost people at work who now are sick. We don't know if they have COVID-19 or the flu. We just know they had a fever. They had to go. So now my husband's working overtime. But guess what? If something should happen and he has to come home for a few days, we're going to be okay. Because no matter what, I'm going to make sure we have what we need. Now, right now, for people who don't have an income, the utility companies are not allowed to cut off your power. They're not allowed to cut off your water. I mean, could you imagine if they cut off your water and you can't clean yourself and you can't clean your house? You'll still have to pay your bill eventually. Nothing's going to be free. But they're not going to cut it off right now because... They're trying to help people. They realize if you lose your power and you lose your water, then you're probably going to get sick because you're not going to be able to stay clean and healthy. So I just want you to think about that. God has this. God takes care of his people. The way I look at it, if I am living in total fear, even if all my neighbors around me had COVID-19, And people would say, oh, well, you should be afraid because you're the only one in your neighborhood that's not sick. Well, maybe the only reason I would be the only one in my neighborhood not sick is because instead of living in fear, I'm living in faith. I know God has this. God's got my back. And I pray. I pray every morning and I pray every evening and I even pray in between. I'm on the road. I pray that he protects me on the road. So, of course, I'm going to pray that he protects me when I go into the store. Now, does that mean I'm not taking precautions? No, I'm not stupid. I'm still going to take all my precautions. I'm going to live in the faith. I believe God's got my back. I believe God's got my husband. And no matter what happens, we're going to be fine. And that's what you need to do. Every time you run out to the store and you're buying everything up for whatever reason, I look at that as you must not have that much faith in God, that you'll have to go out and buy everything you see because you must not believe that God's going to make sure you're taken care of. And I heard the other day when I was going to the store that I love to listen to the Christian station. And they had a pastor on, and I forgot his name. He said, you ever look at the little birds outside? None of them have jobs. They don't have the 401k plan, but they always have something to eat. God makes sure his people will have something to eat. If he can take care of the little birds, if God loves the little birds so much that he makes sure they're provided for, aren't you as important as that little bird? Why wouldn't God take care of you? And that hit home. I was like, that's right. Why wouldn't God take care of us? I have no reason to go hoard anything. And because I make my own stuff anyway, I don't have to worry about running out of Lysol or hand sanitizer. We're going to be fine. And if y'all live by faith and not fear, I believe you're going to be fine too. Stay well. Stay home. Stay clean. And stay away from the hand sanitizer if you're at home. Soap and water is all you need. Thank you for listening, and God bless. And that's our show. Thanks for listening, and until we meet again, enjoy every day to its fullest. God bless. For comments or questions, you can reach us by email at at post.com. Also, check us out on Twitter at Dorisi and our Facebook pages at Yappy Studio or Louisiana Entertainment Association. Anything and everything with Doris is produced by Your Own Production Incorporated and comes out every week. So come on back. Feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed and iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Pod, and our favorite Podbean. All links are found in our show notes below. <music>